0: Hello, everyone. We've got a great two-part episode today, as we are excited to announce the launch of our Centuria Ethics Committee, as well as the ethics feed on the PT Focus podcast. We're joined in part one by our turn guest, Centuria Chief Clinical Officer Timothy Yeager, what Centuria team members can expect from this committee, and some great ways that you can get involved and in part two, we are joined by Ethics Committee members Christina Grubbs and Jonathan Yelland. Both are tremendous conversations about the important why behind this initiative. So with that, enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the BT Focus podcast. Dedicated to the behavior technician experience and the delivery of ABA services. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the BT Focus Podcast. I'm joined by a return guest. Welcome, Tim. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me again, Brian.
0: Excellent. Well, Tim, you know, we had you back here in, in January as we were discussing the kickoff of our BT meeting structure. And man, fast forward—we're already in July already. I don't know how that happened. And uh, I guess I'd like to just start with a uh, congratulations. You are now our chief clinical officer.
1: Well, thank you. It's uh its an honor and a privilege, but it's also incredibly humbling. You know, it—it's it, odd to me, and I, I'm sure there's like some setting event and some transformation of you know motivating operations that occur, but. The transition from interim to chief clinical officer was a big one and one in which I immediately found more weight on my shoulders despite my job being the same. Um, You know, I, I don't take this job lightly and I understand there's so much work that we need to do as an organization to continue to live out our mission and, and areas in which we can improve upon. And I'm just happy to, to be in a position to where I can help support all the great work that's happening in the field.
0: Absolutely. Well, let me just uh, take a moment to say publicly what I've shared with you privately, just how happy I am to see you in this role. And, you know, I know that you have not only the skill set and the passion to continue to make Centria a leading provider, but most importantly, Tim, just what I know to be your values and your priorities and how much you truly care about our clinical staff and our clients. And it's going to take a community, right? Um, And uh, a huge effort of all of us to really advance these initiatives. So uh, we're going to talk today about a really exciting committee that we're about to launch which is our ethics committee that we're going to be kicking off in july so tim i kind of wanted to just have an initial conversation of what's the why behind this initiative why did we find it important to develop a committee to support ethical practice and ethical decision making within centria
1: the number of reasons um, why so just for everyone's like context we had a a governing committee that was called a clinical governance committee. And and previously, that kind of functioned as an ethics committee to where issues would come about, uh, questions would come about, and it would be deferred to the Clinical Governance Committee. And the Clinical Governance Committee existed of a number of different clinical leaders. We've moved away from the Clinical Governance Committee as a strategy of leading our department, and it brought about this whole of, like, well, then who's going to handle our ethics and and who's going to answer those questions? Um, In the interim, they were coming to me. And while I have no problem weighing in on on these issues, I think there's a lot of value in having a committee of people to weigh in and have differing perspectives. So that's one aspect of it. Um, When you talk about like, it takes a village and it takes a community of people at century uh, to to bring about the change and the improvements and the continued path that we're upon committees like this and, and bringing in together that community of people that have a voice and can utilize that voice and, is really important to us. It's important for us to provide opportunities to our staff to advance and and work on projects that are outside of their job, if they're excelling in their job. Um, and, you know, ultimately I think when we talk about like who Centria is, we are all Centria and an ethics committee made up of technicians, supervising clinicians, regional clinical directors and yourself here as a field staff development director, um, it's important that we have a wide representation and understand that ethical practice is all of our responsibilities and decision-making is all of our responsibilities. And I could expound more, you know, in that is like, well, then how do we start an ethics committee? And so I, I did some, you know, research and unfortunately, there's literature out there and Dr. David Cox who had a line of literature around ethics and is very passionate, interested in ethics. You know, I reached out to him. He spoke at one of our clinical summits and he's been a huge resource for us in in developing this ethics committee.
0: Absolutely. And to expand upon that some, you know, being able to partner with Dr. Cox, who's truly a leader in this space within the field. Um, I've been fortunate to participate on the ethics committee and see some of the behind the scenes work. And And this is months in the making, right? This is, uh, you know, yeah. identifying a clear need, wanting to have a wide variety of stakeholders who can participate and support in this committee, which we're going to talk about has multiple functions, but then also to partner with industry leaders and best practice to develop a committee that's sustainable, that is comprehensive in scope. And it's just been tremendous to see the work that the group has produced over the last several months leading up to now the starting point, which is the launch of the committee, and and it will continue to develop and unfold over time. So that's excellent. So Tim, um, I alluded to it just a moment ago, the the committee is going to have three core functions. Could you expand on what those functions are and what team members can expect out of them?
1: Yeah. So there's a variety of different functions an ethics committee could have. Um, Of the ones that have been identified, we selected three of those that would serve for our organization, which is education. So the training and development arm of the ethics committee is rolling out within our meeting structure, our clinical summits, um a focus in on like training to what our ethical guidelines are of our clinicians and our technicians and and how can we you know facilitate conversations and and trainings to better inform our our clinical practice and and decision making we also have a case consultation so for people that come about uh, some decisions that need to be made and they're not sure how to make the decisions they're not sure what the ethical decision is to be made, then um, we'll have a a system to where they can submit those questions and have a committee of people look at those and and answer those as needed. And then, you know, policy review. And so on a number of occasions, I get emails sent to me of like, can you review this? And and when those situations arrive, forwarding those policies over to our ethics committee just to have them weigh in and provide feedback and approval would be the, the third function.
0: Excellent. And and as you alluded to earlier, each of these divisions of the committee, if you will, is comprised of century of behavior technicians, supervising clinicians, regional clinical directors. So we really do have a diverse array of individuals providing their input, their experience, but also best practice. And what does the literature allude to? And uh, I just wanted to expand upon the education component. This one is near and dear to my heart. Um, and talk about what are the different channels that we're going to use to you know, share ethical training and discussions. Um, one thing that I think is really important when it comes to ethics is that Rarely are we talking about a black and white scenario, right, Tim? You know, it's rarely those very clear-cut decisions that are a point of question. It's, It's oftentimes ones in which there are multiple different contingencies, if you will. There's a number of different contextual factors, And really, ethics is best in a conversational form, right? So one of the ways that we're going to be providing education in ethics is going to be through this podcast. So every month, we're going to have an ethical topic that we're going to build in to our conversation on the podcast. And also, we're going to be disseminating it through our team meeting structure, which you spoke about when we met last in the podcast. So We want this to be an ongoing conversation. We want it to be informed by the needs of the field. So if we're seeing a number of related tickets coming in of ethical questions or conversations that need to be had, we're going to disseminate that broadly. So it can be something that we can all learn from and grow from. So this is very much the starting point, and this is going to be evolving over time, but I think this speaks to a great way that we're responding to a need, um, within our organization and also within our profession. And I, I think it's going to be something that's going to produce a great amount of value to the field.
1: Completely agree. And, you know, one thing that I'm excited about when it comes to this is, uh, with respect to education is our ethics are pretty clear, right? The ethics of a technician and a supervising clinician are pretty clear, um, almost too clear right so as, as a behavioral science our you know bacb has taken a objective and behavioral way at looking at ethical guidelines um and at times they can be seen as black or white Yep. right um when they're not always black and white and and so one thing I'm excited about is our philosophical perspective on ethics, our decision-making model, and how we're going to determine and how we're going to guide through these decision-making um, process when we're, we're looking at cases of this sort and the education that's going to come about in that. Because, you know, ethics gone wrong um, it can turn into an environment and a culture that, like, is not productive and not something that we want to, you know, be about here at Century or where we, you know have like ethics police cops where like, sure. that's unethical. That's unethical. I'm going to submit you for this and this and this and that. And, uh, that's just not what what we're going to be about as an organization. And that's not what this committee is about. It's more about informing, supporting, and helping our clinicians do the best work and our technicians to do the best work to improve the lives of our clients.
0: Completely. And, and just to close on that point and to use you know some of the words of Dr. Cox, he made a great comment which was something to the extent of we need to reframe our discussion around ethics. Um, it needs to shift from something where I'm using air quotes here, catching somebody doing something wrong, but rather creating a supportive environment where conversations can be had freely and openly so that we can make decisions that are in the best interest of our clients and our staff, um, period. (laughs) So I'm excited to have, I'm excited to have these conversations on, on this forum and many others, Tim, Thank you again for coming back. I look forward to having you again soon. Um, And I'm excited to kick off this important initiative.
1: My pleasure. Always happy to be here.
0: Well, welcome back to part two of a great ethics discussion that is underway. And I'm so happy to be joined by two incredible Centria clinicians who are involved in the start of our ethics committee. So I'm joined today by... Jonathan Yelland and Christina Grubbs. Guys, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having us. It's good thanks, to be here.
3: Brian.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I'm gonna give Jonathan a quick shout out too, who's who's a true B C B A. He's joining us from one of our centers. And Jonathan, behind you, I'm seeing a, a beautiful array of uh dinosaurs. It's you you have a very like prehistoric yeah, vibe to your right this now. is
2: the dino room at the Mount Pleasant Center for Century Healthcare. Yeah.
0: Shout out. A fan favorite. Everybody loves. I feel uh,
3: a little offended, Brian, with Jonathan as a true (laughs) BCBA. Not exactly sure how to take that.
2: Well, if you get Uh... some dinosaurs on your wall, Christina, then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me let me pitch this to you, Christina. Like, if I'm looking in your office, what is like the ABA gear that most exemplifies a BCBA in your array? Like, do you have any frequency counters out? What fun stimuli do you have? I'm
3: going to show you because we're on camera, but I have this box here of supervision forms that I've signed off on. So
0: there's,
1: I
3: don't know how many BCA supervision forms in there, but (laughs) that's what I have currently in my reach.
0: Yes, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Keep those bad boys. Seven Seven years. years. At least. At least. Yeah, that's great. Good stuff. Well, very fun, guys. I'm trying to look around my office right now, too. I see my work bag probably have some like Ninja Turtle stuff in there or something. So um, uh, our BCBA colors are out um, and I'm so happy to be be with you all. So um, let's jump into our topic. We are starting an ethics committee, which has been some work in progress for the last several months. And we're so excited to reach this point now where we're kicking it off. And I'm excited to be joined by both of you because you are both contributing members to a couple different aspects of our committee. So uh, in part one, Timothy and I discussed the different functions of the committee, and now I'm happy to be shared by members of two of our committees. So Jonathan, what part do you represent on the Ethics Committee?
2: Well, yeah, I'm with the uh, Policy Committee. Uh, It's pretty exciting to me that we get to take this approach to ethics with our company. Our group is essentially going to be looking at new policies that we'll be looking to implement and then um, assessing those from the behavior analytic perspective and ethics perspective. And and the science is always growing and there's always new things and, and new things that we might need to do as a company as the science grows. And, uh, you know, we have things like the ethics code from the board and all that that are pretty cut and dry for the stuff that's known, but the new things and the unknown things, that takes some some thought and research. And so policy is dedicated to looking at the new stuff that's coming out and the new things that we're trying to accomplish as a company and making sure that we can find the best way to do that ethically and uh, just support everyone through that process. And that's really what we're all about and, and the policy committee. I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, exceptional. And we were talking a bit before the podcast started about, like, why should a supervising clinician be excited about the policy component of the ethics committee? What value does it offer?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I in my opinion, it's really valuable because we're starting to look at, those new things that come out, we're really providing that extra layer of thought and consideration to what we're doing. And we're focusing instead on making sure that we're doing what's right for our clients and for the technicians and for the clinicians who are working here so that everyone is acting in an ethical way that benefits across the board the the people who work at our company and the people we serve through our company and i think that's just so important and it's great to have that extra step of thinking through how we're going to act rightly as people who work here and uh, people who serve our communities and that's huge to me
0: yeah to me the word that comes to mind is alignment Right. And so the policy component of our ethics committee, which is comprised by a number of our different clinical staff with different perspectives is when a new policy is being put forth, it's been developed in such a way that our clinical perspective and our ethics code has been taken into account. And so I think for me, that's huge. Um, we serve a, a large variety of, of clients and we have a large clinical staff and ensuring that those needs are being met and those voices are being heard, I think is very important. So thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm as excited as you are. So excellent. Excellent. Well, Christina, not to be outdone here, we are talking about next, our education component, which we are both very excited about and very passionate about. Tell the folks what they can expect with the education uh, division of the ethics committee.
3: The education division of our ethics committee is all about jazz hands and pom-poms, Brian. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be... Fired up. If about ethics. I, about ethics. I think yeah. the main thing from coming just from an ethical perspective, looking at how we're disseminating that information and the policies that Jonathan is talking about, a lot of it is very dry, boring material. Not that we don't need it, but it needs to be jazzed up and some pom poms thrown on there for people to love it and feel it and get into really being behind the driving force of our code and providing a service that is 100% on par with the BACB guidelines. And, you know, let's have fun.
0: Yeah. I, I hope there is like at least one fan of the office who listens to this podcast. Am I talking to two office fans right now, or at least one? I hope I, I may seen have seen, seen a episode. few episodes oh, or like oh the no. whole library. Okay, oh, wait, so there's 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 it. Opposites? You've never no, seen no, an no. episode? And I've, I've never oh, seen an episode. No. <laughs> okay. I got, you got some homework right now, Christina. Go check out the ethics episode on The Office, and Michael Scott is in true form. That is all I'll say. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good thing he's not a BCBA. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. So, um, good stuff. Yeah, and I think that's important, too, right, to the point of building excitement and really, more than anything, fostering conversation when it comes to ethics. Um, I would agree you with know, Jonathan, that. Jonathan, is um, Yeah, I think just going back to
3: to what you were saying with the alignment, a big part of where I think the downfall is just kind of in general as a field is that alignment piece. And really, Jonathan's committee is going to look at that and take that head on. And then from the education piece, we're going to just throw it out with bells and whistles and make sure that everyone has it in that timely fashion.
0: Sure. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I almost look at the components of the ethics committee as like a Venn diagram. You know, you can picture that visual element where there's degrees of overlap between all of them. So let me transition to the third wing or division of our ethics committee, which is our consult group. And to me, this is just a tremendous service that we're going to be able to provide our clinical staff and team members, um, which is if they have a question or an ethical inquiry and they need some help, they need some assistance, they need some guidance, they can reach out to our team. So there'll be more communication going out to our team members on the best way to engage with our consult group. We will ensure that the guidance that we provide is consistent with best practice and the ACB guidelines. And to me, that's just such a, I think it's just a tremendous testament and statement towards our commitment to practicing in a way that is ethical in nature and that um, we are there when there is that scenario. And it's its usually those things that come out of the blue or Wow, I got caught off in left field. This happened. How do I respond to it? So it is just another an additional resource that we're able to offer our staff. Um, and that group is also composed of a really incredible array of our clinicians and, and leadership team. And I'm so excited for that because, you know, I can remember early in my career being in, you know, a situation or two that came up and asking the question, how do I respond to this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's important implications, right? If it's impacting a family, if it's impacting another team member, we always want to practice in the best interest of all those individuals. So being able to weigh out those factors and respond appropriately, I can remember being a situation going back to the point of like, we need to be able to develop conversation around these topics. I was so grateful. I had an incredible supervisor early in my career. I was working as a behavior technician, working with the family and something came up and I didn't have maybe the words at the time to uh, respond in the moment. So I was able to talk to my supervisor. What, how, how would you handle this, right? She was able to provide tremendous guidance and reassurance and we handled it and, you know, positive outcomes as a result of it. So um, our staff, if they take away nothing else, is that this committee will be one of the ways in which we hope to foster more of those conversations. I'm just so excited about that.
2: If I can jump in on that, I mean, I think you hit it exactly right. Like, I think there can be a tendency to consider ethics as sort of like the, the don't do this stuff. That's bad. This is the list of bad things and don't do it. And it It doesn't really, I just don't think that's the most um, effective or maybe efficient way to consider ethics. It's more of a, we're in these scenarios and you might not know the, the best way to act. And we can look for those positive ways to get the best outcome for ourselves and the people we work with and looking at ethics more from that perspective of how can we positively engage with the people we're working with. I think that I, I think you hit it just right when you're looking at it from that perspective. That positive focus is definitely a win for us and that view towards ethics
0: completely. Yeah, Christina, what would you add to that?
3: Uh, to follow up, I was going to bring up that we don't only look at ethics surrounding the clients that we work with, it's also the individuals that we work with. So our supervisors, our leadership team, and what ethical implications do we have and do we deal mm-hmm. with on a daily basis in that area? So it's putting those policies in place as well. And these are the expectations as an RBT, as a BCBA, as a supervisor observing and supervising those clinicians that are getting their BCBA hours or that they're doing RBT hours. It's really looking at that whole picture and ethically, what are we doing to help that piece of it? Yeah. So not only our clients, but our company in general.
0: Yeah completely, Christina. Right. And what you, you just hit the nail on the head is that we all have a role within our ethical practice in the field. It is each of our responsibilities. I'm going to paraphrase one of the sections of the ethics code. And it it essentially says, um, you must be familiar with these standards. Um, essentially saying, what is not a valid excuse was, I didn't know, yep. right?
3: percent. <laughs> I didn't know I had to do that. That's not my problem. You should have read it.
0: Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, yes, it's a degree of like personal accountability, most certainly. That's part of it. But I also think this needs to be best fostered in, in a community, right? This isn't a, a individual sport, right? This is a team effort. So, we're going to be doing so much work in the months ahead to continue to grow and to develop this committee and all of the work that will come out of it. And... You know, Jonathan, Christina, I'm so happy to be a part of that process with both of you and our other committee members and Timothy and the the wonderful team that's helped support and kick off this committee. And yeah, we're just getting started.
3: I'm
2: it's going to be amazing. I
3: can't stoked.
0: wait. It'll be great. Awesome. Jazz hands and pom-poms. <laughs> Jazz hands and pom-poms. Yep. So I want to end with this. So both of you, what parting words would you like to leave our Clinical staff, both our behavior technicians and clinicians, about the launch of our ethics committee. Jonathan, I'm going to start with you.
2: Um, I think I would say the big takeaway is definitely going to be that having this extra step is going to benefit everyone and it's going to help us be a more ethical minded company and a better, just have better experiences overall for all of those people involved. Um, internally in the company, like Christina has talked about with our clients, with families. I think everybody wins with this. And that's my big takeaway from all the work we've
0: been putting into it. Everybody's going to win from this. I would agree. I love that.
3: Everyone's going to win.
0: Excellent. Christina, any final parting thoughts?
3: Don't be scared of ethics. Don't be scared to read the code. Don't be scared to ask questions. If you feel like something's wrong, go with your gut. Reach out. Send an email to the ethics committee. Ask. We'll guide you from there.
0: Yep. I completely agree. Yeah, that's great. Yep, completely. So, well, guys, it was such a pleasure to have you. I I look forward to many more podcasts to come. Jonathan, I can't wait to see what therapy room you're in next time. I'm hoping maybe (laughs) it's like the train room. Uh, I got a two-year-old. I I don't want to give anything away, but we do have a space room. (laughs) Okay that mic drop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, and Christina, I look forward to, you know, you know, all of the other great, you know, surprises. (laughs) Yeah. Reinforcers, all of that fun stuff. I'll I'll send
2: you a dinosaur, Christina. So you can do a BCBA.
0: (laughs) You are, you are both real BCBAs and exceptional ones at that. So thank you. Thank you both. And I look forward to talking soon.
3: Thank you. Bye. Thanks,
0: Thanks guys. Bye. A special thank you to Timothy, as well as Jonathan and Christina, for their incredible comments, as well as to the committee members for the incredible work they've done leading up to this exciting launch. As we've said, ethics is best served in community. And we're so excited to have this podcast be a part of yours. Until next time.